0: Welcome, 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 welcome to the Sports Business Podcast. I am your host, Mr. Eric from a.k.a. Mr. Town Business. And this podcast is available on all platforms wherever you get your podcast from. So, Anchor, Stitcher, Google, Apple. Apple's always my uh, go-to since I'm Team Apple all the way. So, yeah, you know I mean, it's always out there. So, I appreciate everybody taking the time out to listen to a quick but brief, quick but brisk thirty-minute podcast. On all uh, topics relating to sports right now, so you know we're gonna keep it. We're gonna keep it a buck today. We got a, a great lineup. We're gonna talk about a little bit of Steph Curry. We're gonna talk a little bit about Zion Williamson. We're gonna talk about the Yankees looking like bad. They're just bad since 1997, and I was 10 years old. So we're gonna talk about something that happened. And they, they ain't looked this bad in over 20 years. Um, and then we got some dummies of the day. We got two dummies of the day. So um, you know, just sit back, relax. I know we are in a. Um, stressful time right now um depending on what time you listen to this podcast or however you listen to this podcast you may have gotten the verdict of the george floyd um uh trial or you still may be waiting for the jury to be deliberated so right now it's monday uh eight something on the west coast time it looks like the day one of deliberation has been completed um so you know we're still on pins and needles but you know we're gonna try to keep your mind off everything and try to get you to think about something else and we're gonna get some of the sports business podcasting in your system today so or tonight or today tomorrow whenever it is we just appreciate you uh listening to the show so uh like i said we're gonna get right into it so man um somebody it's a quick it's a quick interesting story that i got that made me actually start thinking about this story about this topic Actually, actually saturday i had a good friend of mine um he reached out to me and asked me could i um uh, what were my thoughts on as far as putting a bet in for Steph Curry to be the MVP of the league and I said man I mean I'm not much of a better but I do know that if you like to keep the money that's probably a bet that I, I, I wouldn't recommend and I think the line for Steph to win the MVP at the time as of Saturday was like one. Um, so he had asked me you know what, what I thought of that and I said I didn't like the mods um, and he you know he brought up the point of how Steph has been balling the last um, really this whole entire month um, he's had his fifth 40-point fifth game in April, um, and he also surpassed Kobe Bryant and the great Michael Jordan for the most 40-point games by a player who's older than the age of 33. Um, he's also, I think, tied um, I think 11 games in a row. He scored over 30-some-odd points. Um, scored is also his 21st NBA career game where he's had more than 10 made three-pointers. Um, the closest person in his teammate, Clay Thompson, and he only has five. Um, so, you know, the, the, the conversation got to talking. We were talking and I said, as much as I love Steph Curry, as much as everybody knows that I am a Golden State Warrior fan, I'm not too sure if that's a bet that I would take. Um, and this was Saturday before they played the Celtics and Steph dropped 47 against the Celtics and almost were able to almost won that game. Um, and then I watched them today um, as the Golden State Warriors just beat the Philadelphia 76ers. who's like one of the top two teams in the East um mine, you know we'll, we'll call it a spade a spade you know the 76ers didn't have Ben Simmons or Tobias Harris side note does Tobias Harris look like J. Cole or or, or not every time I look at him I swear he look like J. Cole but that's neither here or there um but um you know the 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 Warriors were able to prevail and now they're back up to 500 and they're right around that ninth that ninth seed which is you know that they want to be the top 10 seed to be in that um playing game, but Steph had 49 points again tonight, and I I really got to watch from wire to wire this game, and, um, you know, it's something that was brought up to me. Steph said something earlier this season, or before the season even began. He said that, you know, if I wanted to drop 30, 40-some-odd points every game, I could. You know, he he said that flat out, and, you know, he said that's not the brand of ball that the Golden State Warriors like to play. They're they're more sharing the ball, but, I mean, if we keep it in a buck again, when you got players... Who a majority of them, especially the bench, the Golden State Warriors bench. You know, you got guys like Molder, um, Pool, and and Gary Payton II. Um, you know, you got a lot of these guys that you know should be. I don't know. I'm not gonna say if they're G League worthy or NBA team worthy, but they're definitely G League worthy. Um, you know, it, it looks like he's gonna have to put this team on the shoulders and actually. Um, uh, do what they got to do to try to even make it into the top 10 seats so um you know so the question was asked you know should I put this bet in I told them let's just hold off before you put that bet in I'm starting to look because you know, to, to backtrack I told them to hold on to that bet because you just don't want to put that bet in just yet and another reason why I said just hold on to that bet is just due to the fact that usually the press the coaches and the players who all have votes in the MVP they like to reward winning um the last person I can think of that, well, I mean, the last person I can think of that won an MVP that uh, wasn't really deep in the playoffs was like, what was that Dirk Nowitzki in two thousand and six or seven that year? But even then, they were a number one seed and they lost to the beloved Golden State Warriors, the We Believe team, and he was accepting the MVP award somewhere on on the um, somewhere back home in Dallas that they lost in six games. So. Usually, the rule of thumb is the media likes to reward winning. You got Joel Embiid who's been falling out of control. You got Nikola Jokic who's been falling out of control. Um, you know, so before LeBron got hurt, he was in the mix. Um, so you still got Giannis out there. I still got James Harden in the talk. So, you know, you like to reward winning. All of those teams, all of those players that I just named Nikola Jokic, Joel Embiid, Giannis, James Harden, all of those players not only don't have to play in the playing game, them boys are all within one to three in as far as playoff seating goes. So as much as this torrent run that Steph Curry is on, is he is should he be in the MVP talks? Maybe. Um if you think at the record of what they what the Golden State Warriors would look like if they didn't have Steph Curry, I think they're like one and six. You know, when he sat out that week with that tailbone injury in one of those games, they lost by 50 some odd points to the Toronto Raptors, who are, I believe, 14 games under 500 right now. So if you're asking me, should he be in the talks of MVP? Maybe. Um, but if I had a vote, I don't think I would vote for him because I'm going to reward winning. Um, if we're talking about valuable, I mean, it's 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 definitely night and day of what the Warriors look like with and without Steph Curry. Um uh, you know, they, they look like a team full of G League players and Draymond Green and Kevon Looney, a.k.a. Robert Parrish 2.0. Um, you know, they, they, they look like a team that shouldn't even be in the NBA at times. So um, I, I don't know. Uh, I, my answer right now would probably be no, that, that Steph Curry shouldn't be in the MVP talks because they're not winning. But then the caveat would be, well, when he's out, they're losing bad. And when he's in, they actually have a chance of winning. They won four games or in a row all the way up to their, their, their class, their instant class against the Boston Celtics on Saturday. Um, they lost that game, and then they turned around and beat the Philadelphia 76ers. So, um, you know, one can say one can say he, he should be in the MVP talks. Me, personally, I don't think he's not even going to get a first-place vote for the MVP talks this year. Uh, it, it's, it's hard to justify it. Uh, it really is. But... See how that plays out. Um, I, I, you know, Steph is my guy. You know, but I have to say, at the same time, I'm also a realist, and I think that with with all of those other players that I named, I feel like the po- the, the, the the press is going to reward winning before anybody else, and rightfully so. So, with that being said, um, I also watched another game. Also watching another game on this past weekend. I watched a lot of basketball this weekend. Like this weekend was dope. I got to do a lot of just chilling at the house, watching games, just flipping through league league pass. And I and sat Sunday yesterday, I caught a really really good game um, uh, with the New York Knickerbockers and the New Orleans Pelicans. So I've seen a little bit of the Pelicans this year, a little bit off and on. But I mean the Knicks, you know the Knicks. They 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 kind of they're 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 going into the U turn. And, you know, if you anybody, all my drivers out there, you know that when you're starting into the U-turn, you hit that 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 left turn, you're turning into it. That's where the Knicks are. Their Knicks are just turning into the U-turn where they're doing a straight about face. For all my military folks, that means you're doing a 180 turn. You're starting to turn into it. They're not fully out of it. They're not out of the funk yet. But they're the sixth seed right now in the NBA East, which is a big deal because I don't think they've been relevant since... I don't know, 2010 when they had Jeremy Lynn and Carmelo Anthony, Raymond Felton and Amari Stoudemire. So, I mean, we're talking about a solid 10 to almost 10 years ago that they were relevant. So they're turning into that U-turn. They're not fully out of it, but you can see the drastic improvements that they've made. Um, but then I also got to thinking, I was looking at the roster. This team has Julius Randle, who nobody really expected him to be probably the most improved player, possibly even comeback player in the league. So you got him... They drafted Obi Toppin, and then they got Kevin Knox. Uh, so they got legitimately three young power forwards that are on this team. So I'm looking at this World Wide West and trying to figure out what he plans on doing with, I mean, let's, we keep it in the buck. It's probably going to have to be Kevin Knox. He's going to have to go. Um, he, he's There's just no playing time, though. I think a lot of people thought that Obi Toppin, their first-round draft pick this year— was going to get a little playing time based off the fact that, you know, Julius Randle would have gave him serviceable minutes, but they just didn't think that he was going to be an all-star this year. I don't think nobody saw that. Um, And that's not a knock on Julius Randle. It's just a knock that, you know, for so many years when he played, you know, he's only 26 years old. So you got to think this guy played with Kobe Bryant and Kobe Bryant's going into the Hall of Fame this year. So you got to think that this guy's been in the league for a hot minute now. He's just now hitting his stride. You know, so now Obi Thompson, when he gets in the game, we're going to have to see what he can do. As far as Kevin Knox goes, he might have to be on the run. Um, He needs to be on the move. Derrick Rose played a very, very good game. Reggie Bullock had a good game. Taj Gibson gave Zion Williamson a little bit of a problem, some problems. Um, And I'm going to get into Zion in in about 30 seconds. Um, Taj Gibson gave serviceable minutes. Um, But, you know, I was very impressed with Derrick Rose as well. Derrick Rose is. Not the MVP caliber player, but, you know, being able to give 20 some odd points off the bench, that ain't nothing to blink at as well. So they're 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 in the U-turn pulling out. Now, the other hand, the Pelicans, I don't know what's wrong with this team. I I think that the Lonzo Ball project is I, I think that he will probably be on the run this year. He should be on the move this year because I, I don't know with Zion Williamson now pretty much running the point guard for that team. I don't know if he's serviceable because he can't knock down a three-point jump shot. I mean, I know he's changed his jump shot drastically. His whole form has changed. I know he had a couple of a, a couple of weeks ago, I think it was like five for five from the three-point line. So he he's getting it together. But I mean, also at the same time, when you got a freak train like Zion, who can just push the ball once he grabs the board and basically run the offense. I mean, what's what's the point? Um, I know they're missing Josh Hart, who I really like Josh Hart's game. Like, that dude's a a great, 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 just solid NBA player. I I like his game. Um, I like what he brings to the table. Um, But, you know, you got Brandon Ingram as well. But going back on the Zion Williamson for a second, people. I, you know, everyone knows that probably Michael Jordan is my favorite basketball player. The second close would be Allen Iverson. But somebody who I also really, really liked was Charles Barkley. And I'm not talking about Houston Rockets, Charles Barkley, and I'm not talking about inside the NBA, Charles Barkley. Some of y'all need to YouTube the Philadelphia 76ers, Charles Barkley, and y'all will see what I'm talking about. But Zion Williamson legitimately reminds me of a more athletic Charles Barkley who can jump out of the gym. As far as being able to grab rebounds, being able to track the ball, where as far as where the rebound is tra- tra- trajecting to off the off the rim, that man can find the ball like no other. Player I've seen, and I'm talking about he's he's under he's an undersized four stretch. You know, he's not even a stretch four, but he's an undersized four who's able to just track the rebound, just track any rebound and get it, and then bring it, put it back up, and 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 not worry about the thing and and make make buckets. I mean, this dude's almost shooting right around that 55, 60 percentile from the field. I mean, that, that ain't nothing to blink at. We're talking, we're talking out of every 10 shots, this dude's making anywhere between five to six of them. So. You know this this dude as long as he can stay healthy i mean he's gonna be around for a long time and he he can jump out the gym he can track the boards he can now you know he, he's still learning this new point forward um draymond green-esque type of position where you're you're the stretch four who can who can r- facilitate the offense you put some shooters around Zion, man the, these guys might be in, these guys might be on to something um you know I, I, this, this he's he's only what 20 years old, 20 21 years old, and he's he's balling like that. Um, all I gotta say is New Orleans better figure out a way to keep Zion Williamson there because if not, it's going to be a lot of people looking for him within the next two to three years. So, uh, if I'm the New Orleans Pelicans, um, I believe David Griffin is the GM, former GM of the Cleveland Cavaliers, you better start bringing some people down there to help Zion Williamson out because that dude. He he he's got it together. That's a star. That's a guy who's 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 figuring it out. That's a guy who understands the game. That's a guy who plays the game the right way. And I mean, I like watching Zion play. I'm not even gonna lie. I like him. Play, I like his game. I like his effort. I like how he's just he's just he gets it. He's still got a lot to learn, but he gets it. He's he's playing based off of talent right now. And once when he's able to. Let the game come to him a little bit more, this dude's gonna be even better than what he is now. And the dude's just literally playing off a of potential right now. You take, you know, he's playing at he's playing at a level 10. Once when he slows down and plays around that 7-8 speed, man, there's no telling what this kid can do. But I really like Zion Williamson's game. I really like what the New York Knicks are doing. I'd like to see what they're gonna do with this Julius Randle, Obi Toppin. Kevin Knox type of love triangle that they got going on there because I feel like the only thing that they're lacking is a person that can get you a bucket. And, you know, you you, you don't, I don't think the Knicks have that type of person. Julius Randle's been balling, but is that a guy that you could say, hey, I need a bucket? Don't know if the Knicks have that on their team. Um, the Pelicans do. They got Brandon Ingram. Um, I think that's a guy that you could say, hey, go get me a bucket. You got Zion Williamson that can get you a bucket or get you a nice little putback jam. So, um, the Knicks, they're there. They're 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 there. They're turning the corner. Um, they're turning the corner, and that U-turn, they should be pulling out, barring any type of traffic jams or anything like that. So, I like what I'm seeing on both teams. I like what Stan Van Gundy's Stan Van Gundy's doing for the for the for the Pelicans. I think there are about one or two pieces missing before they can start contending. But also the Knicks. You know, I, I like what World Wide West is doing as far as their GM goes. I think he just needs to get him a guy who can who can um get him a bucket, an ISO player that can just, you know, hey, when when it's ISO ball time, they need they need some help. But um we'll see what ends up happening. I like where both teams are going, but switching gears. Um, you know, there was a meme that I, I got from my boy today. He's a huge he's from New York City. Um probably one of the reasons why I do this podcast now, to be honest with you. So he sent me a meme today and it was basically, I don't know if everyone's seen that meme where it says, you know, Hey someone, it's, it's basically from the Avengers Endgame, And it's a meme where it says, what did it take? What did it cost? And it said everything. And they, they showed that, um, basically Thanos is kneeling sitting and it says something to the realm of the Yankees are, or the Knicks are good again. And Thanos says, well, what did it cost? And it said the Yankees winning. And I, 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 I know this podcast, we usually talk football and basketball. It's usually like top two jams, but Over the last year, year and a half, I've always been a huge baseball fan. The Champions Giants is by far my favorite baseball team. Um, But the second close would probably be the Yankees. Like, I've always just liked the Yankees. Um, Just because that's probably, like, one of the first teams I was able to follow because they had so many stars on that team. You had Jorge Posada, Derek Jeter, Andy Pettit, um, Bernie Williams, Mariano Rivera, um, even Jose Canseco. Tried putting on the pinstripes for a little while. You had Gary Sheffield. You have my, my my man Hideki Matsui, um, Hideki Matsui, aka Godzilla from the Tokyo Giants. Um, shout out to Japan. You had uh, Tanaka, who's also a Japanese pitcher that just left the Yankees. Um, so you know the, the the Yankees have always been a team that I've always followed or had huge admirations for. But uh, you know they said that it cost the Yankees to be good again. 1997. It's a crazy year. Mike Tyson bites Holyfield's ear. All my 10th birthday. The Yankees are in last place, and guess where we're at today? The Yankees are in last place in AL East. I mean they they are five and fifteen, I think, right now five and fifteen, um, and they look terrible, um, which is crazy because you had you had a cat like Garrett Cole there. Um, you know you you got you got talent on that team, but they they ain't figured it out, which leads me to start thinking what, what what's going on with the Yankees. Um... Uh, and you know, I know it's too late. It's probably too early to hit the panic button, but you know, um, the Yankees are five and ten. Excuse me, not five and fifteen, five and ten. Don't give me no add on an additional five losses for the boys, but they are five and ten, and they look terrible. Garrett Cole was leaving the mound shaking his head the other day. Um, I, I don't, I don't know what it is. You know, Aroldis Chapman. Uh, I don't know what he's doing. Um, Gary Sanchez, I believe, is out with injury. Who's probably my favorite Yankee right now? Um, but he's out missing. Um, he's on the injury list. So I, I don't know what's going on with the Yankees. But, you know, the cool thing about baseball is it's 160-some-odd game, 62 games, and they're playing the full season this year. So they they can make it up. I didn't expect the Red Sox to be coming out the blocks firing like they, did, they are right now as well. So, I mean, is it a manageable comeback? Yeah, it is. You still also have the wild cards, you know wildcard berth that you can clinch but this isn't a good start and it's not a good look you got Aaron Boone um, who let's keep it a buck let's keep, it a, let's keep this all the way 100 he ain't really did anything to make the you know to make the Yankees relevant since he's he's been their manager I believe it's about 3 or 4 years now at least 3 years he hasn't done nothing especially last year I'm going to say I'm going to go out on a limb um, I know the Rays were in the World Series last year but that was a disappointment You know, that was a team that the Yankees should have been able to make it to the World Series and they did it and i would call that a failure season especially with the talent that they had on that on that roster. Um you got John McCall Stanton, you got Aaron Judge, you got um Gary uh, Gary Sanchez. You know, you you should be able to do something with this team, but i i don't know what i you know, if i'm Yankees fans, you know, do you start calling for Aaron Boone's job because you know it's, it's they ain't won nothing since 09, i think. 09's when the last time they went to the they won the world series, so you know in in, in in Bronx standards that that's that's anything that ain't a world series is usually a bust so the fact that they went to the world series and or won a uh, one a pennant in almost what is that 12 years about 12 13 years now that they haven't won a pennant That's um, it's a big deal for them and then i know that the panic mode is starting to hit um, pretty soon so i you know I, know I know cashman came out or cashman came out Brian Cashman the gm the Yankees came out a few days, or I believe today, and said it's, it's too early to panic. But it, 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 as bad as they've looked, it, it is not too early to panic. It's it's time to panic. So um, More to follow with the Yankees, but uh, shout out to my Giants, my San Francisco Giants. They're actually second in the NOS, which is kind of crazy because everyone thought that this was going to be a Dodgers-Padres type of division, especially after their epic three-game series that the Dodgers and Padres just had. You know, I'm liking what I'm seeing with the Giants, and like I said, baseball is a marathon, not a sprint, so we'll see what ends up happening with them two teams, especially with my Giants, but you know, the fact that they're kind of coming out the blocks, you know, not doing too bad. Johnny Cueto, I know, just went to the injury list, but he was balling out of control, um, looking like an ace, looking like he didn't turn the clock back, like he's back in the Cincinnati Reds day, so we'll see what ends up happening with them boys, but um, yeah, so it's just very, very interesting so far what this MLB season has been. Um, but like I said, it's only April and we're going to continue talking about this till the end of to Halloween. So that's that's the cool thing about baseball. So I hope everybody's been enjoying this podcast. We're available on all platforms. But uh, with last but not least, it's time to do the sports business podcast. Dummy the other day. And I got two. <clears throat> Usually I do one. But two two things came up this weekend that just baffled me. And I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the appetizer and then I'm gonna go with the entree. So my, my appetizer sports business podcast of the, of the day or the weekend was the NBA, the National, the National Basketball Association. They decided to fine the San Antonio Spurs, I believe Sunday, for resting its players. But the San Antonio Spurs, and let me get this rolled out all the way so that I'm giving not giving out any bad information. But the San Antonio Spurs, if I'm not mistaken, on Sunday, they played, let me see who they played again. They played the Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix Suns were, I believe they have the best record, the best road record in in the NBA, and they also have the second best record in the NBA West apparently the, rest, the Spurs wanted to rest of Rosen, a couple other players and the NBA decided to find them by 20, 25k or 50k something like that the San Antonio Spurs won by 25 points, what are you talking about that they rested wrestled their play- you should have fined the, the, the Phoenix Suns for losing by 25 That the Spurs were resting the players and they had a whole bunch of G League players out there Like you should be finding the Suns, what, what are you talking about, um, and then not to mention, outside of Patty Mills uh, DeMar DeRozan, Lonnie Walker, the fourth, I believe is his name. I can't name you anybody else who plays for the Spurs. Just saying. Just saying. Uh, Greg Popovich is he's still, I'm pretty sure he's still coaching, but I can't name you three players. So you're really gonna find the you're really gonna find the same Antonio Spurs for wrestling these players when nobody really knows who plays for the Spurs anymore. So I guess, but that really didn't make sense. And not to mention that they won by 25 points. What's that, that, what are you doing? Worry about something else. Like worry about this playoff seeding, this playoff game that everyone's complaining about. Why don't you do that, as opposed to finding the Spurs for 25K? Um, and they won by 25, 25 points, ironically. So that's that's big dummy of the day number one. That's just a an appetizer. That's just something you know. That's just something small. Now I'm gonna get to the entree. <sighs> I know that I'm getting a little bit up there in age. I'll be 34 in June. I'm trying to understand some of these social media uh, aficionados, um, the social media quote unquote celebrities or whatever, yeah, uh, or influencers as they call them. Um, <clears throat> now, this promotion, I believe it's called Fighter, Fight, Fighter, Fighter, I believe is what it's called, that put on the the promotion of the Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr. Ex- boxing ex- exhibition. exhibition. Um, This past, earlier than this fall. Uh, Last fall, I should say. And it was pretty entertaining. Um, I believe that they do on another one this week. This week and this past Saturday. Um, And I... uh, Do you call it a success? I I don't. Um, I I don't think it's called a success. Um, I don't think it's called anything. I think it's a sideshow, honestly. Um, I... I don't know, but uh, let's 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 just say that I know a guy by the name of Jake Plummer. He played football. I know Jake the Snake Roberts. He was a wrestler. Hell, I even know uh, Jake from State Farm. But never in the million years have I ever heard of a guy named Jake Paul. Don't know who he is. All I know is apparently him and his brother they got a YouTube channel. They got they're like one of the top five grossing people in on social media. Whatever. Cool. Um, apparently this, this, he's the same dude that actually knocked out Nate Robinson, who is a three-time NBA slam dunk champion. He's not a boxer, but apparently this dude, Jay Paul has been boxing or he's been taking a boxing. All right. So we get it. You're, you you, you want to be a boxer. Okay, cool. He fights, um, um, Ben Askren, who actually was a, uh, he was a, I think he was an Olympic, he was an Olymp, Olympian wrestler. Um, and he knocked him out within two minutes of his his third professional fight. Here's my thing, man. Uh, Jake, Jake from State Farm, Jake Paul, whatever your name is. I'm not, I'm not impressed, bro. Um, you're, you're fighting guys who a have no, no boxing skills, no boxing career, no type of boxing experience whatsoever. You're out here knocking people out, and okay, cool. I wasn't entertained i don't care if Snoop dog was out there i don't care if justin bieber was there i don't care if rick flair was out there it's not entertainment to me and i feel like it's a disrespect to actual real boxers who put in the work who dedicate their lives into actually becoming boxers and you're making a mockery out of it by not even wanting to fight someone if you really want to box someone why don't you go fight why don't you go box Julio Cesar Chavez Jr i mean he looks like he about to fight Anderson Silva why don't y'all two hook up like, why don't you fight a legitimate boxer? Because I'm pretty sure the stuff that you're doing, it ain't really going to work. Okay, let's let's just get it straight. And I know you're young, you're a young, whippersnapper, 24 years old. But uh, let's keep it a buck, bro. I'm not really impressed. Don't have any intentions on seeing it. And I know they said that they did about one some million pay-per-view buys. I hope I, even if I was quote-unquote streaming it, I wouldn't even pay. I wouldn't even want to stream it for free because it's not worth my time. I'd rather watch paint dry. Um, I don't find any of that type of stuff entertaining, really. Um, Like I said, I feel like it's a disrespect to actual boxers who actually put their work in, who actually take the sport serious. And you may be taking the sport serious, but when you're fighting, I think you're like 6'1", 6'2", or something like that, and you're fighting Nate Robinson, who's my height, 5'8", 5'9". I mean, come on, bro. What are you doing? Um, you're fighting Ben Askren, who literally just got knocked out, put to sleep in his last MMA fight, who's been known not to be a a guy who put who throws hands. He's he's a wrestler. He doesn't throw hands at all. Even when he was in MMA, he didn't throw hands. So, I mean, if y'all watched it, cool. But, I mean, this dude's definitely going to get the Sports Business Podcast dummy of the day because he's out here knocking people out. That ain't even boxers. So... Until you show me that you can actually knock out a legitimate boxer, bro, like I'm not even going to sit there and waste my time. I'm a little, I'm low-key kind of mad that I even gave you free publicity on my podcast. Probably never going to talk about you ever again because it ain't really worth my time. Probably not going to acknowledge it ever again, but apparently it was buzzing on social media. So I had to talk about it and you know, we'll, we'll just leave it at that. So those are my sports business podcast, two dummies of the day. You got the Spurs out here catting off, um, actually winning by 25 and still getting fined by the NBA for whatever reason. And then you got Jake Paul, uh, Jake Plummer, Jake the Snake, Jake the State Farm. I don't care who, Jake, what Jake it is. I hear talking about he's he's good, but he ain't even fought a real legitimate boxer in his life. So all right, cool. Other than that, man, I hope everybody enjoyed this podcast. You know, we we talked a little bit about basketball. We talked a little bit about baseball. So, you know, this podcast is a grab bag. Um, next week, we will not have a show. we were going gonna—I'm going on sabbatical, so I'm gonna go on sabbatical, try to hit the hit the recharge button for a week, and we're gonna run it back the first week in May. But until then, everybody be safe, mask up. Um, you can find me on the Twitterverse at Sports Business. That's S P O R T Z B I Z N E S S at Gmail you can gmail us as well same same thing twitter you can also find me on instagram at money Compton. and other than that email the show you can also find us at sportsbusiness.com we got some content that's coming out there we're going to talk a little bit of sports and we're also going to talk about a little bit of some hard-hitting news you know we got to keep it a buck we got to inform everybody we got to keep keep teaching the people that need to be taught people educating people that want to learn so you know I'm all for helping people out that want to be helped out. And that's what we're here for. So anything that we can do to help y'all out, that's what we're here for. But until I talk to y'all again, y'all be safe, mask up, and we're going to run it back in a few weeks. Out of here.